ready for this? You ready? All right, let's do it. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Envision Broadcasting, the station designed to encourage, equip, and empower you for growth and success. Presents Thrive Talk with TKT, a show that shares the stories and experiences of motherhood, entrepreneurship, leadership, and success. Thrive Talk with TKT begins now. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back with Bossed Up Lead Hers Thrive Talk with TKT. I am your host um, for tonight's show, Tiffany Myers, the diversified CEO, owner of Life Passion Academy, um, Aromas and Accents, and TMCAA Investments, and a CFO of Bossed Up Lead Hers. Um, I will go around the room and have the other host before our introduction of our lovely guests, um, Tracy or Dr. Tracy Lashley and Karen Hines, also known as Coach K. Hello, hello, hello. I am Dr. Tracy Hines Lashley and the founder and CEO of Boss Dudley Hers Inc. And I am also the CEO of the Leaders Innovative Growth Solutions. Coach K. Well, hello, hello, everybody. I am Coach K. How are you guys doing tonight? Um, I am the COO of Boss Up Lead Hers, and I'm also the CEO of Preeminent Life Solutions, LLC. All right, all right. So now we are going to introduce our lovely guest, Mrs. Cynthia Mobley Howell, and I'll let her fill you in a little bit about her. All right. Hello. Good evening. Good morning. Good night, wherever you are. <laughs> I am Cynthia Mobley Howell. And let, let me just first say thank you all so much for um, having me today. I am just plum pleasing, proud to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Dr. Tracy, for your awesome vision. Um, I just can't say enough about you, but thank you ladies so much. So I am Cynthia Mobley Howell. I am a native of Panama City, Florida, and I understand Yes, I am first and foremost a follower of Christ. I am unapologetic about that. I am a licensed and ordained minister. I am a speaker, author, certified coach, wife, and mother. Uh, I am a long distance wife right now. My husband actually resides in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I'm in Central Florida. That's a whole nother talk show. But um, I am a wife and a mother of two adult children. And I am what I call a grandma. I wasn't quite ready for grand yet, but I understand now that I understand grand, grand is cool too, cause grand is grand, but I saw it in a different way three years ago. So I'm still grandma, and I uh, am a singer and a vegan enthusiast. So that's just a little bit about who I am. Awesome. Awesome. So we are so excited to also have you on the show. And, you know, from our conversation, I was like, oh, yeah, I am so ready for this show. <laughs> Guys, be ready. Be prepared. Miss Howell is a blessing. OK, um, she gave me chill bumps. I teared up a bit. Then we got it back together. And then we was laughing and praising all at the same time. So we had a good conversation. And I'm pretty sure you're going to have a good one on this call. So um, I would like to start off with the first question because you just, you know, mentioned how you have you're the glam mom, but you're also a vegan. Um, you expanded on and I saw this, um, you know, about your distance relationship. Been there. OK, know how that is. <laughs> um, and then also you're a speaker um, and you're a coach. So how do you with all the things that you do and you're a part of, how do you make all of that possible? 
Yes, thank you so much for asking. Um, first of all, I will have to say that I am great at balancing my life. I'm great at that. Uh, I tend to be very organized, almost to a fault, and somewhat regimented. I, although in the past few years, I worked on learning how to be a little bit flexible, because that does have its place. Mm -hmm. So when I feel that scale tipping too far to one side, I know how to quickly correct. Oh, yes, I do. And a big part of that is realizing that no is an answer. I said no is an answer. <laughs> For example, I don't feel pressed to answer every phone call or every text. I don't. So that's the short of it. I need to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't answer every phone call because I prioritize my life. And right. if it doesn't fall in line with my purpose for right mo that moment, I, come mm -mm. on. Got to wait. <laughs> exactly. A girl after my own heart. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. So, um, you know, I can actually, like I said, I can relate to that, but I do tend to, you know, well, there are some times I'll, you know, drop a call, especially if I'm into something because it like throws me off mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I just kick it to the side. But, um, you know, I want to go into like with all the things that you also have going on and I, and I always focus on passion, my company, Passion Getaways. Okay. Travel company. I, I coach for Life Passion Academy, um, my own creation, because I feel like life should be full of the things that we love, because if they are, it doesn't seem like it's work. Yes. Me being a part of the, you know, um, nonprofit, it's not work. It's fun. Right. So where would you say that you get your passion from to do all of the things that you're a part of? Who? Well, the first one, which is primarily speaking, I love to speak. And all I can tell you is ever since I could talk, I was talking. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling y'all a God's heaven truth. Um, <laughs> Tiffany, I don't know if you remember the part in my bio about where when I was around eight years old, my mama had me to learn the 66 books of the Bible yes. in order. And then she put me in front of the church to recite them. And yes. the rest is history. So mm -hmm. every time we would have a church convention, <laughs> I was this little eight-year-old prodigy that would have to stand in front of this like 200 plus congregation and recite the 66 books of the Bible. Yes, I Couldn't didn't tell me that. nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't tell me nothing. I said, my mind is it, it, I, look, I'm not a, look, I can't can't pull that out. Because, honey, <laughs> look, if it's something that I don't use, I will forget it. Okay, okay. And it's hard for me to recite or remember anything sometimes. And if I tell people, you know, if they were to call me and put me on the stand and mm -hmm. um, I needed to testify when, where, and how, I'd be like, let me have my phone because I need to look at the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so coupled with having a great memory um, and the speaking, that just you know, it just coincided. So I had a great memory. I remember when I was younger, when we would have, you know, it was time for Easter and Christmas, I would always get the longest speech at the first mm -hmm. rehearsal. It would be at least four stanzas with, with at least four lines in each stanza. And I would know my speech by the end of the first rehearsal. Wow. Needless to say, I couldn't wait to get up. I couldn't wait for Easter now. I already know it. Like Easter is like a month away and I'm already ready to get up in front of the people and say my speech because I love to talk. I love to speak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was ready. So I've never, ever, I've never had a problem speaking in front of people either. Um, and I stayed in trouble because I just love to talk. And I stayed in trouble in school for running my mouth. That's the only thing I got in trouble in school for was running my mouth. So I'm still convinced that I had something to say then 
And I got something to say now. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. I feel you on that because I get in trouble with my mouth, you know, since I was little. Understand me, you know. You know, they didn't understand me. Right. It wasn't because she was just speaking, though. It was the tone, the attitude, the everything. Yeah. You know, and I be getting, I, you know, at school, I be getting in trouble, you know, all the time. And, uh, you know, my parents, um, you know, they she got me in trouble. Now, here I am a senior and she's a freshman. This is the first time I ever got in trouble in school. Because of her. Follow me. She was over here. She got us kicked out of aerobics class. Wow. <laughs> I understand, Dr. K. I understand, Coach K. I should say. I'm just, no, 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 no. I got something to say. Okay, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and I'm like a more behind the scene. I'm kind of like a modest type person when it comes mm -hmm. to speaking in public and everything. And I, you know, and wrong, people right? saying, you know, I have a calling on my life, and I've been called, but you know, I'm still kind of going the other direction. You know, in the sense, okay. I want to get on the pulpit and you know, and speak the truth. Okay. Um, what how would you like encourage um people to use their voice i guess um for that person that is afraid to use their voice and, and speaking up is a problem for them or speaking mind you Everyone is not a speaker per se, but I believe that everyone, and I think we just said something to that effect. I believe everyone has something to say. Everyone has a voice. And, and, and if we could get that person to understand um, that their experience mandates them, I said it mandates them to allow their voice to be heard because of their responsibility to humanity. Whatever it is that you've experienced, whatever it is that you've been through or you're going to, you're mandated to share that so that you can help somebody else. And, and then I think once we can get someone to understand that, they won't have a problem using their voice. Wow, and you know, and you're talking about using your voice and speaking and whatnot. Mm -hmm. One of the things we've been talking about is implementing a speakers club at a nonprofit. So, okay. um, you are on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey. I'm letting you know now. I'm there. Yes, because I'm there. The three of us are introverts. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. We don't get out there in front of, and talk a lot. Um, we're doing it more now than ever. Mm -hmm. But you, you, your family, not look. We all come up in Florida. As a matter of fact, talk about it. what side of track were you um, born and raised on? Because we from Glenwood. 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 Oh, oh, my goodness. Hey. It's even better. <laughs> That's what's oh. up. Yes, Glenwood all the way, Mercedes and Knife Court. But we called it Mercedes back in the day. Mercedes, you know, uh, I, yeah. no, they didn't tell me I lived on the corner of Mercedes and Knife Court. It was Mercedes. I'm like, what? I just found that out like, you know, 10 years ago. It's Mercedes. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Like, really? Mercedes, you know, semantics. Like, what? Right. Oh, so, yeah. You were already royalty, so you they didn't even tell y'all. <laughs> you were born to have money. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I do have uh, a question, but before I want to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We present Cynthia Mobley Howell, ordained minister, speaker, author, certified coach, wife and mother, glamour, singer, vegan enthusiast. Cynthia is a certified rapid results coach who emphasizes on who you can be in spite of. She is a member of a worldwide elite group of coaches who serve humanity by helping them overcome their challenges and fearlessly achieve their potential. Book today at ChowlMotivates.com. Bossed Up Leadhers Incorporated is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation with a mission to eliminate stereotypes amongst women and girls in the workplace, schools, and communities, while providing a sanctuary to produce intentional growth, success, and significance. Generate essential resources to elevate women and girls to an entrepreneurial mindset and executive leadership. 
Our amazing team of regulars and part-time volunteers are committed to helping others. We take our convictions and turn them into action. Think you would be a good fit? Get in touch for more information. If you wish to find out more or donate to help with our cause, go to bossdupleteherz.org. All right, and welcome back. Welcome back. So, um, as you guys already heard, we are all from PC Glenwood to be exact. Woo! So, <laughs> it don't get no better than that, y'all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so that brings me back to thinking of younger self. So, my question would be to you: What would you tell your younger self? Um, in regards to like your writing and and you can even say you're speaking. Ooh, that's a loaded one because what comes to my mind uh, about my younger self, what I would tell my younger self in reference to my writing. Let me tell y'all something. When I was in high school, I've always loved to write. I would write poetry. I don't know where this stuff is now. I would write it. And I don't know where it is now, but this is what I was going to say. I remember being in high school and having to do a research paper. And we all know what a research paper is, mm -hmm. right? It is what the name implies, a research paper. Do you all know that I would do a research paper the night before it was due, turn it in oh. and get an A on it? You're my best friend, girl, me too. <laughs> <laughs> So you can relate. Yes. So I, oh, yeah. I've always been able to write. I'm a reader. So I would like do some, I would get a, grab an encyclopedia on whatever the subject was and read it real fast and, and just write a paper and get an A. Wow. Boom. Just like that. Just always been able to write. And so what I would tell my younger self is number one, take it more seriously because had I taken my writing more seriously, Perhaps had I shared it more, had I done more journaling, journaling is, journaling is something that I can't even really get with now. I got so many journals and I'll start and I'm like, okay, I'm a journal, I'm a journal. And then I'll keep it up for like a couple of days. And then like, that's me. Yeah, I just, I'm like, listen, it's up here. I'm, it's, there are certain stuff that I do record, but I know we talk about writing 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 but it's just i don't know i i just can't i'm wired a certain way and i can't be who i'm not so what i would tell my younger self is number one take it more seriously and do more journaling and share it more because i probably could have been one of the greatest you know i could probably could have been publishing books back then in my younger self Yes. Had I taken my writing more seriously. So, yes, that's what I would say. And God's timing. Yeah. This is true. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I have Absolutely. a question, though. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're all from Panama City, Florida, and mm -hmm. we made it out. Yes. Where, when did you know it was time to move on? And what would you mm -hmm. tell all the little girls in Panama City, Florida now, especially after Hurricane Michael? Yeah. They're not to give up. What would you what would you tell them? I would tell them when you talk about when it's time to move on, there's a specific particular incident that comes to mind and it's regarding a toxic relationship that I was in, which I think ties in with my destiny as well, because a lot of times there are different things that prevent us from moving on. You know, some people it's a relationship, um, um, family ties, which is relationship. I can't think of anything else right now, but because I guess what what caused me to move on and what's resonating with me is a toxic relationship. Y'all, let me tell you, and this is a book too that I didn't write yet. <laughs> I was in a toxic relationship. I had been in, like you said, raised in Panama City, um, really going nowhere fast, kind of like that. Thing, that hamster on that wheel just going around going around going around and you know sometimes surroundings you know you got to get the out from your kindred you know <laughs> and, and you know and that's not necessarily blood but whoever is around you your your environment but i remember i was in a toxic relationship and this is literally what happened he went to work and i went to pittsburgh what just <laughs> like that i know that's right and that's, that's the name of the book 
And that's the name of that book. He went to work and I went to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Homie, don't play. I need to read okay. that book. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, Say the title again. I ain't got to get that He went to work and I went to Pittsburgh. There you go. And so, yes. So, so to answer your question, Dr. Tracy, you have to make a decision and you cannot reason and you cannot rationalize. You cannot sit there and start thinking of all of the reasons why you can't move on. Well, I would leave, but, or I would, uh-uh, ask me. You, you want to know? Ask me. Yes, he went to work and I went to Pittsburgh. I'm like, you know what? This is not working. Somebody's going to jail and somebody going to hell. And I don't want to go either place right now. Say it again. So somebody got to bust the move. But when it's time to bust a move, and I know everybody's not like me. Everybody's not like me. But you ain't got to tell me too many times. You ain't got to tell me too many times. So if you're stuck, all I got to say is just don't bust a move. Yeah. You know, and you say that and, and it brings back a memory because in, um, was it 19? Oh, Lord, I'm aging myself. In 1997, matter of fact, June, June 1997. I said, I have had enough. I packed up my bags. I packed mm -hmm. up my one-year-old child. I was See? six months pregnant and mm. I'm out. See? Toxic relationships don't work. Mm -mm. <laughs> so I can relate to you. So I'm like, mm. yeah. Mm. It seems like a lot of that going on in, in our hometown. <laughs> exactly. It does. Yeah. And you know, it's it's whether it's a it's a toxic relationship or just your environment is toxic. Yes. I moved back to Panama City in 2017. Um leaving Pittsburgh. We talked about that earlier. That's a whole nother talk show. So I moved back to Panama City. And what I realized, this is what I realized when I moved back to Panama City, and I've coined this phrase. I had, I lived in Pittsburgh. I moved to Pittsburgh, Dr. Tracy, in 1996, actually. That's when he went to work and I went to Pittsburgh. <laughs> so I moved back to Panama City in 2017. And do you know what I found out when I moved back to Panama City? And I didn't move back to stay there, which I am not there now. I'm in Central Florida sooner than I expected. I had planned to move here anyway, but then Hurricane Michael pushed me quicker yeah. because I had to relocate again. But this is what I said about Panama City. A lot has changed, but a lot has stayed the same. Yes. Yes, yes ma'am. And even though it was cold, I'm like, oh, and if any of y'all from Panama City listening, don't be offended. But even though I was back home, I was like, ah, uh -uh. I got to go. Uh -huh. I look, I feel you. It's like that. You know, yeah. after, that after Hurricane Michael, I think me and had to go off the next day. And, and we, you know, we I went home. You know, I'm in you know Carolina right now. We went home. Okay, okay. You know, and it was awful. You know, it was so it was devastating. It's hard to see. Yes. You know, your home like that, and yes. and, it, and it and it still bothers me yes. for them not fixing it yet you know right. we're still right. living as if it happened yesterday right yeah you know and that's sad you know um mm -hmm. and it takes a lot but you know you by getting out you know you're in a better mental state exactly you know? and when you leave like i tell you you have to learn how to mourn your past yeah Ooh. and you have to learn to move forward yes to look back yeah. So, um, and, and that mental state is something that you need, you know, to, to, to grow yeah. in your journey in order to walk mm -hmm. in your path. So with that being said, you know, um, how has that mental health impacted your life? Mm -hmm. um, Ooh. <sighs> that whole situation with the mental health piece, because I the book that I wrote that I have not published crazy didn't get me mm. <sighs> that book is a result of me being one of four siblings I was the baby the only girl 
and I had three older brothers who all suffered from mental illness. Two of them schizophrenic, one of them manic depressive, who eventually committed suicide. <clears throat> My middle brother has been missing for about two decades. No one has seen or heard from him. Um, he just disappeared off the face of the earth. <clears throat> My youngest brother has been institutionalized since 1987. He is in a, a mental institution <clears throat> for the criminally insane. Maximum security, maximum security. I talk to him on a pretty regular basis, depending on how he's feeling. <laughs> but how that's impacted my life, the name of that's so that's why my book is entitled Crazy Didn't Get Me because I survived. Um, the word on the street, y'all, was all of the Mobleys are crazy. I'm like, that's what y'all say. <laughs> all is all, but all of them ain't crazy. <laughs> y'all might think I'm crazy. But I got to go I'm back crazy. to my yearbook and see, was I in school with some Mobleys? Because the name sound familiar. <laughs> I don't know. Um, as far as I know, in Panama City, we were the only ones. Um, but there may have been some other ones. I don't know. But yeah, they, they said they said all of us were crazy. And I told you we lived on the corner of Ninth Court and Mercedes. So the title of my book is Crazy Didn't Get Me. And the subtitle is Nightmare on Ninth Court. Because that's mm. exactly what it was. How it has impacted me. Um, I just recall, I was working at Bay Medical Center. You all know about Bay Medical Center. Yes. As an emergency room registrar. When one day I went to work. Well, let me just say this first. I didn't even know if I was going to be able to keep my job for a minute because I was working in admissions and I was having to get off work several times a month to go and get my younger brother 302. He's older than me, but he's the youngest brother. So I should say my youngest brother 302 because he was, he was just working the streets of Panama city. Everybody knew him. <laughs> Dwight. Oops. I don't know if I was supposed to say his name. Or not. Anyway, <laughs> he would work in the streets of Panama city. You know, he had a mental problem and everybody knew it, but I would have to get off work several times a month to go and get him 302. But this, this really, uh, had a special effect on me when one day now I was working in the emergency room as a registrar, I come in to work at 7 AM. I was doing some charting and I noticed that they had brought my brother into the ER the day before on the three to 11 shift, I guess they let him go. They didn't um, put him in, a, in the mental health unit. They brought him back on the 11 to seven shift. So I guess they let him go again because just as I'm getting ready to leave, cause I was, I was charting on him. I'm like, what? Just as I'm getting wrapping up my seven to three thirty shift the next day, guess who pops up in the ER accompanied by the Panama City Police Department, my brother. Wow. Can you all imagine how I felt? Now, people knew my situation. And by this time, you know, I had accepted that, hey, it is what it is. But as the old folks would say, yet and still, can y'all <laughs> imagine how I felt sitting there checking my brother into the ER? The cops had beat the snot out of him. He had black eyes and it, it, it was just, it was embarrassing and humiliating. And so now I am very, very sensitive to people who have mental health issues, very sensitive. And I'm very discerning. I can usually tell if something is going on. Now, some people may be in denial, you know, that they have an issue and, and that's okay. I'm not judging, but I can pretty much tell because I just, I lived it. I lived it all of my life. I lived it until I was an adult and not, not until I was an adult, but through my adult life, because we grew, we were in a family that we could all be at home. Like when you turn 18, they didn't kick you out. We had a revolving door. So we were in and out, in and out. So Sometimes all four of us, we're adults now, and all four of us would be at home at the same time. Now imagine, they all got mental health issues. 
they be breaking out all over the place sometimes. Y'all, I, I, I've had to run for my life more than one time. But anyway, uh, when the book is published, y'all can read about it. <laughs> but yeah, it, it has had a definite effect on me as in how I view people, period, especially people with mental health issues. Some people are more severe than others. And sometimes we come at people the wrong way because we think they're just being mean or we think that they're being something, but they really have a mental health issue. And that's something that is very sensitive to me. And I pay attention to that in people. And it, it definitely, um, it definitely affects how I respond to those type of people. And I always say that uh, mental illness is a disease of the mind and a physical illness is a disease of the body. They're no different, but we, we tend to view them differently. But that's a whole nother talk show. Oh, yeah. Yes, ma'am. And, and, and you know, uh, with the mental health, um, you know, working for who I work for, they do have um, somewhere for the employees to go, you know, you know due to that. Um, but at the same time, the job is the one to get you to that mental state. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's kind yeah. of, you know, mm -hmm. and, and at that time, that's all you have. Mm -hmm. That job. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, and when and you don't want to speak or tell your boss or your coworkers what's going on with you, you know, you just sit there and you try to deal with it. Yes. You know, so it's kind yes. of hard to maneuver trying to say, you know, um, you know, trying to advance in your career, but at the same time, especially for, for black women, mm -hmm. you know, we're already labeled. Yes. You know? And and to voice our opinion, we're either angry or mad. Exactly. Um, so it's kind of difficult for us, and especially those that have the mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On that, let's take a quick break to break up this and, and give us some time to wipe our faces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very touchy subject. Um, we'll be right back. We want to hear from you. Thrive Talk with TKT is a show to have discussions with and for women around the world. We seek to empower and equip more leaders and entrepreneurs. If you have a young lady between the ages of 13 and 18 who seek empowerment, please have them go to forelpowerup.org. If you want more information on the organization, please go to bossdupaleathers.org. All right, we are back, you guys. Um, go ahead and you can finish up, Karen, what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, it's just, you know, people, they don't know how to deal with it, you know, um, and, you know, as as um, me being a coach, you know, um, I, I try to teach people, you know, to live in their current. You have to own it. You have to accept where you are in life. And exactly. Forward. Exactly. You, know, you can't ignore it. You have to accept it, acknowledge it in order to grow. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. with that being said, how would you or what would you tell people, you know, in order to seek help or what would you tell people um, that would encourage them to talk about it? Because, you know, us as as black women, also black, you know, period, we don't go to therapists. Right. <laughs> you know, right. That's, that's not what we do. You know, we right. deal with it. But you have to realize, come to a, come to understand that you need somebody. Yes. You know, you need somebody. So, you know, you going through what you were going through and your brothers, um, what would you tell people? How would you help them move forward? Um, you know, have them seeking help and whatnot. What advice would you give them? Absolutely. And you said something that I want to piggyback off that is part of my answer. First of all, do not be in denial. It is what it is. And I know that it's a, there's a stigma I know that there's a stigma attached. It's not about uh, the mental, the whole mental health piece. It's not as bad as it used to be. You know, we're getting better as time moves on, but there is still a stigma attached to it, especially in the black community. So I would first say, don't be in denial. It is what it is. Had my parents, God rest their souls, been proactive 
and responded promptly and properly to my brother's illnesses, they could have lived to become productive members of society. But my parents were like, especially my mama, she was like, they need to pray, they need to go to church. Well, they need to pray, they need to go to church, but they need to see somebody. And that somebody is called a psychiatrist or a psychologist or whoever it is that you see, you know, so you need to seek professional help. But first of all, don't be in denial. Own it. It is what it is. Because for real, for real, and I'm being funny, but I'm being serious. We all a little cray cray. So, you know, we'll understand, Mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, own it. As you said, Coach K, own it. Okay, I'm having an issue and I don't have to be ashamed. and, and, And then... Talk to somebody who you can trust. Talk to someone, talk to a a close friend. You know, God, all of us should have at least one friend that we can confide in, at least one. I know the the friend category is kind of (laughs) slam pickings, but but at least least one, (laughs) at least one, right? So, you know, and, um, you know, and talk to that person and say, hey, I, I don't feel right, you know, and then go from there. But own that thing. Don't be ashamed. Don't, as I said, it's just, it's just an illness of the mind. We don't look at people crazy when they get cancer. We are so compassionate. Oh, they have cancer. Oh, she's going to lose her breast. She's going to have a double mastectomy. Oh my goodness. That. You know, but then when somebody has a mental health issue, we're like, and, you know, we have to educate. And that's that's my mission is to educate. And that was the whole purpose of me writing the book, of course, to get my story out. But also um, my desire is to establish a platform, a speaking platform so that I can educate people because I lived this thing. And like I said, the main thing is. Have a trusted friend that you can confide in. And if they're a trusted friend, they're going to tell you to seek help. Mm-hmm. And please do that. Seek help because by the time the situation, by the time uh, we started seeking help for my brothers, and I was younger, of course, but by the time they started seeking help for my brothers, sad to say, they were too far gone. They yeah, were and, too far gone. And and I, I tell people, you know, don't don't try to normalize your crazy. Right. You need help. Right. You, know, you need help. You can't do it by yourself. Mm-mm. You know, and you're gonna have those uh, ones that you know turn a a, a deaf ear because they don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. They're hearing you when you're speaking. It's just mm-hmm. up to them when they're gonna decide on you know what they're gonna do about it. Exactly. You no, know, so you can't force anybody, you know, um, out of their situation. You can talk to them all day long, but it's up to them, you know, to move forward in it. So, like I tell you, don't try to normalize your crazy, you know, if you <laughs> right to fail, you know, exactly. You need somebody. So, exactly. um, but yeah, I mean, I that's agree. you know. Anybody I totally want to talk that. about this vegan life though, because y'all know y'all done depressed me with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you might get more depressed talking about being a vegan. <laughs> okay. Okay. I do not eat vegetables. I know. Grew up in the in the country in the, the hood, whatever you call it, and I don't eat vegetables. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't eat ribs, steak, none of that stuff. But what is vegan life? Because I hear all this different, these terminologies of, was it pescatarian, vegan? What is all? Tiffany, I know you know some of the names of these things. <laughs> I'm like, I'm confused. Can you explain some of this? <laughs> yeah, let, let me get you uh, confused, uh, Dr. Tracy. Um, let me get you unconfused. Um, I was confused for a very long time, too. I was confused for a very long time. A vegetarian. First of all, because people often confuse vegetarians and vegans, they, they or they use the terms interchangeably. Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> so a vegetarian generally does not eat meat. 
just vegetables. The pescatarian is the vegetarian that eats fish only. Is that bacon? That's kind of like. Okay, I tried that one time, but you know, I got tired of eating fish and grits. I want me some bacon, <laughs> some sausage. <laughs> you know, Tavia is a, is a, is, you know, she's doing yes. it. Yes. And that's why I was going to, I was following her, and I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> You really, you know, you know, when you, you know, can, we, we can, we can in spite of, um, but a vegan eats absolutely no animal products whatsoever. Um, and you know, a lot of people don't consider fish as meat, but fish is meat. <laughs> so a vegan eats absolutely no animal products that includes no dairy, no cheese, what? Mm -hmm. what you I can't have my cheese grits. No. You can, <laughs> but they but they got vegan cheese, though, Dr. Tracy. Good news. Yeah, it'll be you like saying turkey bacon. Come on. No, <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you. I am listen, 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 Linda. Okay, so <laughs> let me tell you. So I was a I was a pescatarian for a few years. And I also was, I jogged, past tense. Um, I, when I moved back to Panama City, I used to, I, when I moved back to Panama City, because I had picked up a few pounds. Okay, when I was in Pittsburgh, I was an avid jogger. I did a couple of great races, um, just something that I picked up over the years, and I loved it. And during the jogging, I was in great shape. You know, people thought I was losing weight, but I wasn't. I was just toned, so it looked like I had lost a lot of weight. So... At the time, I was not a pescatarian. I wasn't nothing. I but the 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 jogging kept me, you know, fit. So anyway, right before I left uh, Pittsburgh, I had become a pescatarian. So I was a pescatarian for a couple of years. I had picked up a few pounds that I could not seem to get rid of. I mean, I know they say the older you get, the harder it is. Mm. All right. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm in the older you get, the harder it is to come off stage. So, I, But I'm like, no, nah, I ain't going for that. I ain't going for that quite yet. So I moved back to Panama City. I started jogging. I would jog at least five days a week, two to three miles a day. And if I told y'all the route, y'all would know exactly the route that I did. <laughs> so, you know, I started on eighth court. I would go out to Martin Luther King. I would run up to Highway 98, all the way up to Bay Avenue, make the left on Bay, come to 11th Street, back down the hill, back to eighth court. Wow. Well, one day I was coming down the hill and I lost my balance and I took a tumble and I mm -hmm. scraped my elbow and my knee and I jumped up because I've fallen before when I was running, but you know, nothing serious. I jumped up and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep running, baby. I was limping. I had to limp mm -hmm. back to eighth court because I had, mm -hmm. I took a bad fall. So after that, I stopped running, but this is the point. But I was running five, you know, five days a week, two to three miles a day. I'm a pescatarian, but I was still eating animal product, cheese, butter, don't mess with my cheese, cheese, butter, <laughs> eggs, and all of that. And I, I wasn't losing any weight. I wanted to lose some pounds. The church, my church, you know, Lenten season, we went on a 40-day fast, fruit and vegetables. So I, I I knocked the 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 fish out. I took the fish out, but I was still eating the dairy and the cheese and all of that. 40 days later, I had not lost an inch. I'm like, the devil is a lie. I had not lost an inch. I'm like, what is going on here? Okay, fast forward. I moved to um, Claremont, Florida after Hurricane Michael. January, that January, the church that I was with went on a fruit and vegetable fast. No, no, no. 21 day Daniel fast. I'm like, well, there's nothing but left but for me to take fish out of my, um, you know, diet. And that's not going to be in a big deal. So I said, you know what? I'm going to try to exclude dairy. I'm going to exclude milk, cheese, butter, eggs, and all of that. And I love me a good old omelet, egg omelet. <laughs> A lot of cheese in it. More cheese than eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell y'all, I started going, I started seeing a new doctor, of course, because I had just moved to the city in January that year. I excluded the dairy products. And on that fast, I immediately, I was walking like two miles a day though. I wasn't jogging. 
no more jogging, I was walking. <laughs> I was, every time I would go, and my doctor, I was seeing my doctor like every two weeks because she wanted to get me regulated because I was just seeing her. Every time I went back, I had lost at least two pounds. Wow. And I determined that it was a result of me eliminating animal product mm -hmm. from my diet. I kept it going after the 21 day fast. I stopped walking and I was still losing weight. Within a year's time, I had lost 20 pounds. 20 what? Pounds. Mm -hmm. Vegan for life. <laughs> you know what? Let's take another quick break. I know Tiffany got some words on this one. We'll be right back, you guys. <laughs> we would love to have you on our show. Here at Bossed Up Leaders, Inc., we take pride in elevated women by providing a platform to have a voice and promote their business or service. Our core values are accountability, growth, balance, leadership, community, and entrepreneurship. We would love for you to be on our show. If you are interested in being on the show, please go to bossedupleaders.org. We present Cynthia Mobley Howell, ordained minister, speaker, author, certified coach, wife and mother, glamour, singer, vegan enthusiast. Cynthia is a certified rapid results coach who emphasizes on who you can be in spite of. She is a member of a worldwide elite group of coaches who serve humanity by helping them overcome their challenges and fearlessly achieve their potential. Book today at ChowellMotivates.com. All right, and we are back. And like Tracy said, because I have a vegan that actually turned into vegetarian because she wanted to add back that cheese and milk in her life. <laughs> and I've been pescatarian now for 10 months. All right, you go, girl. Yes. Woo -woo. So trying to make it out the whole year. And then I said, if I could do this for a year, I know I can go vegan. Absolutely. So, yes, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say, because we've tried all kinds of recipes okay um getting into this new phase of things and it's three different individuals and we all eat different mm -hmm. what would be your favorite recipe my favorite recipe is and let me just say this don't make it harder than it is with that recipe thing my favorite recipe is and i know when you say tofu people are like ew what's that <laughs> <laughs> tofu actually takes on the flavor of whatever you know so i love my favorite recipe because it's quick and it's easy i love curry so i love curry tofu with broccoli with sauteed red yellow orange peppers and onions and brown rice that is my favorite Ooh. vegan recipe because like i said it's easy number one and it's very tasty. And a lot of people make it, you were talking about, you know, you all eating different and recipes. Google, I mean, I'm always Googling recipes and there's some great recipes out there. And I'm telling you, Dr. Tracy, there are recipes that for, she's like, don't even be no, talking, don't even be looking this way because we ain't talking about that. No, <laughs> when they when they say bring, bring, bring back the old saying talk talk to the hand because this black girl ain't talking no, i'm telling you there are some great vegan i'm telling you everything i eat is if i showed you some pictures go on my website and look at those vegan dishes on my page on my vegan journey you're gonna be like Mm -hmm. I looked at them and actually, um, they look good, I, don't told, they? I told my daughter, no. I said, oh, we got to try some of this. <laughs> yes. So do you have yes. a cookbook? Do I have a cookbook? Mm -hmm. No. Why not? Good question. Yeah. So I'm on it. I'm on <laughs> it. Because I can be in spite of. Look. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I have some great, and I just be making up stuff. I'm right. telling you, I'll I'll be like, okay, what today? You know, vegans, you know, we eat, you know, people, one of the questions that people always ask is, how do I get enough protein if I'm a vegan? It's an overrated question. Well, animal, usually you get protein. People think, yeah, you do get protein from animal products, but where do you think animals get their protein from? Vegetables. Ooh. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So you 
you you get protein from vegetables you get protein from fruit so that is not a a that is not a concern you know and how do i get am i gonna get enough protein i get everything i need my doctor loves me my numbers are great i don't have high cholesterol i'm 61 years old i am in great shape you said 61. 61 61 and holding it's that vegan gracefully that vegan lifestyle the little the i call them the little the young ladies from my church in their 30s they come up to me y'all should see me at church i'm, I'm gonna back the cough the methyl church we we do it all in my church right so we we dance we holler we roll we run so um the little the young ladies they're in their 30s they come they're like how? how do you have so much energy? I said, it's that veganism. <laughs> <laughs> it's that plant-based diet, I'm trying to tell you. And <laughs> what I'm saying. Yes, I and I and I can say that because it does give you more energy because eating the meats, I was always sluggish, I would be tired. Testify. And, and I have more energy now, so yeah. I know. When I cut the other stuff out, yeah. Look yeah. out, ladies. Yay! I'm rooting for you. I'm Enjoy. rooting for you, Tiffany. You got this. <laughs> you, you good, Tracy. We understand. I don't, I don't no hate pressure. on people, so go no ahead, pressure. girl. <laughs> look, they, look, they know I'm limited with my vegetables, too. Like, I can't, I'm sensitive to onions, garlic, okay. cauliflower. So, and okay. I just don't like peppers. I've okay. never liked peppers. So okay. my meals are very bland. That's what my daughter and my husband say. Oh. So um, <laughs> well, don't be sorry for her. She don't even like coloring her wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are wrong. I'm wearing candy flowers today. Come on. I'll be having my nails black. done. All those colors. <laughs> yes, I'm like, I can't do that okay. right, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sunshine I used to love my orange, my hot pink, like yellow. Yes, yes, yes. Me too. Looking like rainbow bright, no man. Oh my goodness! No, a bag of skittles. her head like. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh my God. Well, taste the rainbow. This is how Panama City Florida do it. You have fun. Yeah. You see in the house. Coach Kay's just shaking her head like, I'm just ready for my piece of chicken. I don't want to say she probably thinking about food. Ain't no vegan, ain't no food. It's past the chicken. This is what let me let me say this and I'll get off of that. Have you all heard of the documentary What the Health? Mm -hmm. I've seen it. I have you seen who who said they've seen it? Who Just me, Tiffany. It? Yeah. Okay. I've seen it. Okay, so you've seen it too, Coach K. And it didn't it it it, no, it didn't convert you. No ma'am. I know that's what look that's how my husband said he was like look look I've been eating meat since I had teeth ain't gonna stop now <laughs> Okay. I'm gonna tell y'all though, I'm serious. I love look, I loved it myself some cheese. When I saw a documentary on cheese, I was cured. I'm serious. When I when I got done looking at that documentary, I'm like, that's okay. We're gonna do uh love my heart. And that's the vegan, that's the plant-based cheese. And it, I'm good. I'm straight. You know, and I think the more importantly than anything is the health benefits that I have that that I um enjoy, you know, because of that, because I can see a difference. You know, I was relatively healthy before that, but I'm like I said, I'm in great health and and my doctor just loves me. She just grins every time I come. So anyway, um, but you know. I, I enjoy the lifestyle. I have fun creating new recipes all the time and I feel great. 
Awesome. Wow. Awesome. So I'm going to say that's the end, but I would like if you could please, Miss Cynthia Mobile Howe, um, provide us with a motivational statement um, to the youth, because we also have a girls youth group. And I know there's some listeners out there, but also to the adults that are listening today. Absolutely. And I'm going to make this real quick. I think it's short powerful. It's actually a quote taken from my original collection of motivational quotes. And it is, I would, but I can't is absolutely unacceptable. You can and you will. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yes, I do love that. Look, because I was having a moment this morning waking up and honey yeah, I, need, I need i needed that this morning i should have called you you should have called me you should have called but, me look, but guess what i will use that every day because Absolutely. there there are some moments that i feel i can't and um i know i can and i will Absolutely. I know I cannot wait. Um, we met um, with Dr. Cheryl Woods anthology on oh. um, women empowering nations. Yeah. I'm still standing. I cannot wait to read your chapter. It's juicy. I and likewise. Likewise. <laughs> <laughs> likewise. Thank you for coming into my life. You have really Absolutely. been, man, a gift. Yes. And I'll have to say back at you. I will. I will. I, I mean, I just got to say back at you. I mean, I'll be talking about you all the time. Oh, wow. Like, Who Tracy? That's all right. You'll be there one day, but that's all right. Don't worry about that. Yes, man. I appreciate you so much for this platform that you have, you know, provided for women to have a voice. I mean, and you, you know the story about when, when we connected on the comment, I was sharing the story with Tiffany about that. Like, you talking to me? You like, uh, hello, uh, yeah, we the only one in this, in this post right now, so I guess I am talking to you. And, uh, but, yes. Uh, yeah, so such a great connection, all of you ladies. Coach K, I heard you. You, you, my type of girl. Just say what you got to say. Over the years, I've had to tweak it a little bit because I will. I'm, 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 I'm like Peter, you know. I'll cut your ear off, and Jesus got to put it back on. But you know, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to get a little bit better. The older I get, you know, so I get. The two of you do not need to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to release that, you know? Yeah. That has to mess up your health. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's exactly. got better out than Ian, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't beat around the bush. Just go and beat the bush. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you, you know, like you said, you can't. You got. You got something to share to the world. You can't yes. hold. You can't hold that. You got to tell right. it. That's you right. know. That's you right. know. That's right. Yeah. So I would say you are definitely an inspiration, and from the phone call to now, yeah, you're you're part of my network. And 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 I'm glad that you're in it. I am glad that you and Tracy connected. Yes, um, and basically, look, I'm glad she in my life too. <laughs> they were my cousins across the street, and I didn't even know it. Wow. <laughs> so, PC is small, but but, yeah. but we are many. Yes. So, so mm -hmm. I am glad to have that connection, and I want to thank you for joining the show. Um, we will be keeping in touch. And um, because I would love to have you back as well. I know there are some topics we were talking about. Um, yes. And I would like you to share those. Um, Absolutely. You know, because what, what do you say? Um, we started out old. How did you say it? I'm trying to remember now. I'll tell you, my, my memory is not all that great. But I remember some things. And you were talking about how you started out old. and, and um, But it wasn't too late. So, yeah, a late, a late bloomer, a late bloomer talking about yeah. being a late bloomer. But I believe Dr. Tracy alluded to that earlier. Mm -hmm. God's timing. So often we say 
could have, well, if, and if I would have done that, but as you said, Dr. Mm -hmm. Tracy, um, I had to remind myself, yes, I, I'm, I'm just getting, I literally am just getting started. Yeah. And that was bothering me for a minute. Like, girl, you need to go somewhere <laughs> and sit down. You in the fourth quarter, go somewhere and sit down. <laughs> and God say, no, I brought you through everything that I brought you through. I did not allow you back then because it wasn't time. You thought you were ready, but baby, you wasn't ready, but you ready now. Let me stop because I know this is a cause. Woo. Yeah, <laughs> we will have, have you back. <laughs> yeah, we okay. would definitely have you back. So thank you so thank much you, once again. Yeah. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a plum pleasing <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> thank you. All right. See you on Facebook. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Thrive Talk with TKT, where Dr. Tracy Lashley, Miss Karen Hines, aka Coach K, and Mrs. Tiffany Myers speak on and two leaders, influencers, and motivators who share journeys in personal and professional growth, teamwork, business tips, life lessons, and the mindset for success to elevate their life. Follow the ladies on all social media platforms at at B-O-S-S-D-U-P-L-E-A-D H-E-R-Z and visit www.bossdupleadherz.org. Remember to always walk in your purpose and eliminate self-doubt.